0: And now, from
1: beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff.
0: My guest is Jeff Pete, who during his near death experience communicated with the Holy Spirit, Father God, and Mother God. And today we're going to learn about it. Jeff, thank you for joining me and welcome.
1: Good afternoon, uh, Jeff. It's good morning here, it's a beautiful morning here, mm. sitting next to the ocean, looking out through the window.
0: It must be nice, having the ocean breeze and hearing the waves. You
1: might be able to hear it if you, I don't know how well the microphones pick yeah. it up through the window, but yeah, it's a lovely day.
0: Well, tell us about your experience.
1: It's a lifetime in the making for everybody, I think, that has a, has a, a spiritual transformative experience or a, a near-death experience um or, or both really in my case where i can kind of they blend together there's no differentiation in that respect so the the lead up to it was um i was c- kind of quite a neurotic personality and um you know so, social anxiety disorder um that kind of thing in my life and then I got to about 30, you know, about 30, 32, 33 mark, a lot of people talk about. And um it was just a, a normal, I suppose, materialistic life, uh, young, um, full on working, full on, um, full on enjoying like you know, <laughs> the ski boats and the uh yeah, the diving and all that kind of thing i do here in australia anyway um we were at the the river one one weekend staying a long weekend and um i had some hatch cookies <laughs> and i didn't know what they were i would never experienced because I was new to uh, quite new to australia I'd only been here a few years and um i took these um I hogged out, not knowing, thing a bit like just ordinary cookies. Anyway, that experience um, kind of cut through my personality. It actually, like ripped into my personality, and from then I had like, um, in effect, uh, they, they never really diagnosed it. I don't think they want to these days of mental illness, um, schizophrenia. So then I was stuck in this hell. Sorry Jeff, just uh you know, just uh, the thought of it. I was I was thrown into this paranoid paranoid schizophrenia, schizophrenic, you know, landscape that lasted for twenty years. The, this feeling now is the joy of actually getting out of it. No, not the actual experience of thinking about that um, now in the past. It's the joy of actually being liberated out from it. So every day was like um, there was at least two or three um, cases of, of of full-blown paranoia that I'd, I'd feel like I was losing control, you know, and I just like come back edge of it because I, I I ended up getting medication and uh you know that that kind of like stoved it off but really what I was doing was stoving it off Stoving off an experience um that's what I found 20 years down the track actually about 22 years when I was 55 which was um just over 5 years ago now so Sorry, I bring you up to to that. So there's all this hell hellish of trying to work work it out. What was this? What what is it? What's going on in in between? You know, in lucid moments, um, I was searching. I, I, like a lot of people, went through everything, all the books on theology, psychology, mental health. Um, Alternative health, I did all those modalities as well. I, I took all the alternative um medications, you know, I went on the diets, I did the fastings, I did I went to see um did the rebirthing, I did the um breath work stuff, I did I went to see uh, psychiatrists more than one. I went to start, I had then I had a long-term psychologist, actually. He was great. Become like a, in effect a friend, you know, a true friend. Um so I was over 22 years then. What happened one day? I was, I was weaning off I was weaning off antipsychotic drugs, and I was just taking, Um, just had like a Valium pill with me all the time, you know, that, that, that I'd used. I just like oh, no, I've got it on me, and it'll act within a few minutes, you know, and it'll be fine. A bit like a placebo, and then it'll act. So I'm like, okay, the Valium actually kind of stoves off that kind of feeling that I'm going to lose, The paranoia is going to totally take over. I'm going to lose control. Well, so I I was doing all these strange things as well. I was experimenting and and like experimental psychology was looking into Jungian analysis and I was, so I was calling on angels. Yeah. It was starting to get from being like intellectual into intuition. So I was experimenting with intuition, you know, like it like you'd use tarot cards or you'd to try and contact say your higher self or a, <laughs> or, you, or or something beyond yourself. So you're yeah, starting to collect that side of myself, that, that depth um over those twenty-two years, so towards the end. So I started to get into this, you know, the the kind of the occulting occult kind of side of things or rather say you know the, the deeper inner world so um came to this um this day and, and it, it is like biblical um but it's on that day you will know totally totally um so it's so, so this it was it was after the day i did a day where i'd used because it was, it was always fearful to try and move into a space outside the limitations of, say, your Christian background, your heritage, to try and move sideways into trying to do something witchy or trying to do something occult or trying to, you know, something taboo to do with your fixed mindset is really, it's like tries to, you, you can't, you can't, there's like a rigidity, you know, trying to move out. to to expand yourself. So I've done, like, it was Jewish Kabbalah, and I was, like, calling on angels through, like, using Jewish Kabbalistic kind of spelling spells. (laughs) Yeah. Which you could use in Christianity. So I wasn't, like, you know, I suppose my mind was saying, you're fixed within the frame. So that's okay if you do these kind of things, because if you try to move out, the paranoia will come and take over <laughs> so that was the day prior the the day after oh god it was terrible the paranoia waves coming because they say they have th- three a, a, a minimum so one a day and maximum say three a day and they come over a short period and then disappear and then oh, God. well with this day the waves were coming every every minute they were coming the paranoia was coming the full-blown the losing control was coming every every minute and then suddenly this was happening i was sitting in like a vehicle like i'm sitting in my van now sitting in um the vehicle in the back i just I, and i just couldn't handle it I just couldn't handle it. This has been 22 years of, you know, paranoia. So I just lay down in the back of my vehicle, curled up, and I sincerely said that I wanted to die. Since not like you know, people get self-centered and they go, "I want to die," so they want attention, you know. Um, And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. That's, that's just a human, human nature. So I'm lying, there and I'm sincerely wishing to die, to get over it, you know, for it to just go. And then that's when it happened. The joy when I left my body. I can't to say I left my body is very odd. Really, it's my soul left my body behind. What, what I considered I was actually lying there like a, in, in plain view and awareness was outside of the body looking at that kind of like an outline but just as clear as I'm looking out the beach now. As clear as day, and everything was suddenly absolutely peaceful, and the the feeling of liberation, the feeling of being liberated from that, was just oh, astronomical. Nothing like it. Well, there is something better, which I'll explain. So the, out, the outline of my body was lying there, and then I turned to the uh, awareness. I'd, I'd, I'll have to talk from awareness now rather than I, because I is that, sep- is that separate sense of self, individual, that was, that is now lying there, that myself has left behind. It's like, it's like I, me, myself, and I... <laughs> You know, it's kind of odd I have to talk to my terms. Um, so then there was like awareness turned to the side and there was a white, bright white, like Caps, Casper the Friendly Ghost is standing like, like up to the screen now. If If we're this far away from each other, that's where Casper, the friendly ghost white outline, just of like a human shape, like a cardboard puts out. And it was purely telepathic. Um, you know, the communication. I could could say I, I have to stop saying I, because I has got nothing to do with this at all. So the the outline telepathically felt like it had its hands on its hips and it was looking forward at me into into awareness um with the feeling i'm put out <laughs> it's quite hilarious i'm put out yeah you know it because it all fits in with being put out that the soul is left left the body and it, it Whatever this figure is, is something to do with, you know, soul suddenly being exposed. Um, And then what happened was that that white light figure disappeared down through like a hat, like a square orange kind of hatch in the depths behind like closed eyes. If you can imagine it, you close your eyes, you can imagine right in the back of your closed the the view in your behind your closed eyes when it's black there's like an orange kind of hatchway like a door and the Casper the ghost went through that hatchway and then my awareness followed through the hatchway and then it, it must be the astral realm right it was pitch black, a beautiful pitch black, totally black. <laughs> a friend of mine just walked past you. Um, pitch black, beautiful. There was no fear. There was, because there was no separate sense of self. There was just this expanded awareness, in effect, like looking, just looking, and then suddenly this this the awareness, my awareness, felt to be drawn somewhere. It was it was actually moving quite quite fast somewhere. That's what it felt like. But there was no like rush or wind. It just felt like it was moving somewhere quite quickly and then within probably if if i wanted to put in terms of time it would have been maybe like 30 seconds to a minute when when awareness came upon this like i white oval light shape in, in front so awareness was like here like it was a say a spaceship and then this big white Kind of spaceship, bright white light, oval kind of shape, like an eye shape, was was right in front, and then I noticed. Then, then awareness noticed. Inside the the white light shape, was like the of the, the ghost was kind of there in the uh, of the same light in the light in that light. You just make out kind of like a movie. And then suddenly, that's that's my suddenly my awareness was in that white light body within that white light room. Room space place. <sighs> and that's when the real ecstasy came. What what was prior to? was just liberated freedom, joy. This was ecstasy. As as my, because my, my awareness was then, in effect, like in that white light body, within that white light room place, and was lying, in effect, in the same, it felt like the same as I was in the van when I left my body. Just I was in the same position with with kind of like lying down and and I and didn't want to look up. To look up was to look into the light. You know, it's a light of the Holy Spirit. The the Holy Spirit was was in front of of my of my soul so then so this is all like ecstasy because the rays of light uh, uh, that came out from the the source the holy spirit source creator were were tangible you know normally light from the sun you look at the sun feels nice and warm on your skin maybe or you get some kind of tangibility from the feeling of the sun hitting you. No, this was <laughs> this was different. They were like platinum rays, just like the sun when it's bright on a nice day. The sun's very bright, white, kind of like a platinum kind of color. And um, these, the rays were passing through, permeating through my being. My, my soul it, it wasn't like a b- body it was just like a pure soul and these these rays were permeating through like like if you were lying down yeah on the beach on a warm day and um and somebody was massaging you with like mohairs <laughs> it it's like oh there's no i there's no way I can really describe the ecstasy, the absolute ecstasy of being, I suppose, washed by the rays of the Holy Spirit, you know, washed clean. And then, um, and then awareness noticed there was more to the room than just this to in effect like turning to the right there was like a, a not not far away maybe in effect i like could be like uh 30 feet away i'm sorry i'm talking in in, in the old money now because over here we talk meters um because it's probably going to be mostly um maybe americans listening so i'll talk in the, in the old money um there was a board that kind of flashed in front of my kind of vision, in front of the vision and awareness. And um, it had like all this kind of uh, mathematics, you know, like formulas and stuff. So quick, that quick flashed away. It was like all the knowledge was there and it just flashed in front. And then, oh. Then, then he spoke to me, you know. He spoke to me. Telepathically, he spoke to me. To feel that like, kind of like hug as well, like a cosmic hug. Feel his presence. Kind of straddles, straddles the universe. You feel the, the enormity, the power, of the enormity. But the power, the power is in love. The power is in pure, unconditionally loving feeling. So that's how then. Um, Father God expresses or expressed to, you know, my soul in, um, in tele- telepathically communicating. So, so firstly, I felt this like cosmic hug. Um, just being like hugged by this ginormous. And then <laughs> the funniest thing when I've mentioned it to people um, when I've been, uh, you know, on the, on the near-death experience site, um, the Facebook site is, um, he sounded just like Santa, <laughs> Santa. It's this booming voice you'd expect when, you know, you see the movies about maybe about Santa, it's always this booming voice, um, jolly, happy, booming voice. And then, um, telepathically, and um, booming voice. He says, um, Oh yeah. Firstly, yeah, yeah, sorry, it it what this was first. You bring me these infinitesimal transgressions. Because how this works, this is, judgment, this is how ju- judgment works. The opposite of what people think it to be. In in when they're in the flesh, it's the opposite when you're not in the flesh. J- judgment was working like this that when you're an infant when you're born and purely lovingly aware you then um get misconceptions about the nature of reality and that's how you build your separate sense of self In right i'll explain it better in a minute if i can so basically um what i saw was some of the not nice things um, that I'd done in my life. But they, I suppose they were, in effect, to some... Because that's a, another thing that was being shown to me telepathically was, like, in effect, like your Hitlers of the world and those kind of, you know, your, your terrible sociopathic and self-centred sociopathic, psychopathic kind of nature and beyond that, that kind of karma to the stars themselves were black holes were swallowing stars... <laughs> oh isn't that terrible black hole has swallowed a star it killed the star you know it was like a cosmic it went from the uh, the smallest levels of karmic kind of sinful nature to the to the astronomical size you know comic that we have in our in our psychic kind of nature what what we kind of contain within us you know that it's terrible that a black hole star <laughs> no just is you know it just happened. so um that was kind of being trans um being explained to me telepathically and at the same time um these small trans- transgressions were in effect like um passing on a screen in front of, you know like I, I could see them um again but this time i, I was actually seeing the why of the other Uh, you've probably heard this before but the why of the other person's problem that i couldn't the I in the flesh couldn't see because of my own misconceptions of the nature of reality i wasn't wasn't unself-centered when i was in communication with this person i was being self-centered and that's the whole problem of the human condition is the self-centeredness not that it should never be and i'll explain why it has to be um um from, from soon actually because then then i felt then i felt it so basically um soul was um being compared to the unconditional loving nature of God who, in reason because unconditional love, is also reasonable. So besides it being like intuited, intuited has to meet the reason why. So the reason why is to be in unself centered joy, because otherwise you're going to suffer, a human sufferer. So that's why, you know, the infant isn't suffering, but the the adult feels suffering as such, in mind, because they have a mind. So then um, then there was a the feeling like, uh, like a bird needs to leave a nest, like, like it was telepathically communicated, like, oh, it's t- kind of time for you to leave. You know, and there was the usual, <laughs> <laughs> why leave this place? You know, why leave heaven? But that that wasn't it's not it's not my I my decision, because there's something to do. There's something at least from the depths of humanity, depths of humanity, or or beyond. Something needs to be come back, and so um, then like out of like the corner of the eye-shaped room, like say down in the corner, it's like a Besica Pisces, you know they're kind of you, you get that kind of shape like the fish you know of the Christian kind of fish the, the eye so so I I was then reborn out of the the room in effect born again out through out of the room uh into the astral darkness but as I was passing out as awareness was passing out of the of that there was another telepathic voice and this time it was female uh, and the 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 message came then the message was there's a, there's an imbalance in the christian uh, psych, deep psyche that, that that they've lost me they've lost me they've lost a the divine feminine from it's not lost as much as neglected uh, disappeared in history um over time so now we've we've ended up with this and the, you know people say it's, it's a patriarchy it's a patriarchy these days and stuff um, that in effect is because you have to you know they have to understand the feminine the masculine kind of natures of of mankind you, you know within the psyche of of humans it's not just the fact that you're male and female as a masculine uh, nature's in the psyche, um, at least in the psyche, because it you know it could be well beyond what what I'm trying to kind of because I'm trying to put it in real kind of materialistic re- realistic terms. What what people would see realistic instead of like oh that's not realistic. That's kind of like you know, from some weird beyond kind of woo woo place. <laughs> so I can put it in either terms of being a psych. Deep psych kind of issue and um, thing, or it's actually a purely spiritual, you know, because that's another thing about coming back. You, you kind of live in two worlds. You can you can you can explain, or or in effect, be in both kind of aspects. Come from the spirit, or come from the ego the ego is different now because it was, it was annihilated and then it kind of comes back. So, um, did you, you get this Jeff or is it yeah. getting a bit? Um,
0: no, up? you're fine. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm just, you're doing fine. I'm just, um, like I said, I'll, w- I'll let you share your experience. And once you, you're back and that's it, then I'll ask you questions. I have a bunch of questions already. So, so it came,
1: um, you know, awareness shot out through this, the the edge of this like eye shake through heaven. And then it was like as if it was kind of circumnavigating a very Big distance in the darkness, in this astral darkness, like a, it was coming, like like a like a satellite or a spaceship, would come a, orbit around something, orbit around a planet to get ready to shoot off somewhere. It kind of has to kind of the curvature. Um, if you see it on a large scale, it's actually like almost like a straight line, <laughs> but it feels like yeah, then such it's such a massive curvature to kind of come around to go somewhere, and then. Um, but the kind of, the, the, the mind's eye, I suppose it is that I'm saying, rather than eye, mind's eye, consciousness, um, it was like being a um, a shooting star. You know, the telepathic kind of um, feel was like being a shooting star. Like, like a star was like shooting across this astral darkness. And, and velvety black, you know, there's, there's no fear. There's, no, there's just the ecstasy the ecstasy is still there in in awareness, in awareness is just pure ecstatic love and so this pure ecstatic love is heading somewhere and then um soon in 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 a time scale yeah again it's like about you know like a minute maybe 30 seconds of this there was like starting to come upon this um grey kind of shape, grey ball. Because everything's black and white, so (laughs) any shade of it is going to be grey. So it's like a misty grey. And then, so try to, um, so it's like this ball in the distance, misty grey, and the shooting star awareness is coming towards the, the ball. And then it felt if you've ever heard or read anything about a neutrino, you know, they can pass through things. They can even pass through the sun from the mm-hmm. other side of the sun. Um, that's why they got confused about the speed of neutrinos or something originally, because they were passing through from the other side. So this kind of feeling like a neutrino, I was passing, I um, when was passing into the, the ball at like a tangent. And then Passing into the ball, it's getting near the core. And the core was like a black, a jet black ball. And there was, it looked as if, like, if you put an elbow against a balloon, uh, it's kind of like the flat of your arm against a balloon. It was like it was pushing out of this kind of, was these kind of, like, rectangular or elbows or something shapes, trying to push out of this black balloon. Um, in the centre, and I could hear this like groaning coming from this centre of this ball, and the the it was just pure empathy, and there's no fear, no fear at all. It's just pure empathy is, so I suppose a, a pure consciousness, pure awareness, is is purely empathic. That's how the, the kind of the um. A telepathic kind of nature comes. That's how things are, are heard, seen. They're uh, purely te- telepathic through empathic feeling, pure empathic feeling. So the, the feeling was a, a kind of sadness for this um, this, this female, this female voice, and the and the the female groaning voice was felt felt for. Her unfilled, unfulfilled humanity on the surface of their ball. Yeah. So this was this was you know Gaia. This was Mother Earth. Mother Earth, you know, communicating about. The, and there was in the mind's eye, there was like um black kind of oily patches on the surface of the you know the ball, and they were related to the um like the feeling of sadness the kind of unfulfillment and then um and and then yeah then awareness started to become en- engrossed i'd suppose to bet maybe it's not the right word it started to gain weight gain weight and what was happening was passing through the strata Like the the strata. If you look at you know, if you look at a rock face and you can see, or you you look at um, um, pictures of the planet, they cut them into the core. You can see the little strata layers of the, say of of the Earth. You know, um, uh, here in Australia, and South Australia. Here, if you look at the side of the cliffs, you can see the. Different um, colored, you know, you got the limestone. So um, it was like the strata I was, um, awareness was passing through. So then um, they were, they're all like different colours. So colour was starting to become. So it gone from like everything being black and white, grey, uh, landscape in the astral uh, realm to starting to become really colourful on the way up, the way up and out. <laughs> up and out. So then suddenly, Awareness was sitting up in the van. Yeah, I was sitting up. But the ecstasy was still there. And there was no no mind speaking. There was no separate sense of self. And there was no wanting to work anything out. There was just the absolute joy of being alive, of 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 life, and everything everything was perfect. Everything was perfect. Uh, that this was heaven on earth. This is what they they talk about heaven on earth this was heaven on earth everything seemed to have um living things living things i'd say seemed to have like a silvery very thin silvery outline around them like trees there's a group of trees that see a little silvery outline around them it was very noticeable and um it was very like the platinum light of the Holy Spirit. And there was just this love. There was just pure love pouring into the into the view. Just, just 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 this pure love. And um this lasted this this just lasted. Because it I was, awareness was also pure in at in the eternal moment, the the now that they speak of had arrived again. The the separate sense of self had just been annihilated when I surrendered and there was just this, as if um, very like it being in the astral realm, The, the awareness is looking but there's no body the the body look, looking looking down his hands and his feet and and uh, all you'd expect but awareness isn't there no awareness is as if it's kind of <laughs> up here somewhere out out here you can't really describe where it is because it's not where the, the kind of the body is where, where the mind-body complex is—that that's in the field of view—but that's not where awareness is. And to look in a mirror like that was odd, because looking in a mirror, you kind of see this radiant smiling face, and you you know that that's the the body, but then you know awareness is disassociated from it. I mean, <laughs> And, and some people would probably freak at the thought of that because it's very fearful to, to think that your soul can leave your body and stay outside of it, your spirit. That's essentially what was happening. Um, so you see either from um, the worldview or the spiritual view. And the worldview beautifully disassociated um, from the spiritual view, the soul is outside of the body, outside of the flesh, you know. And so, um, and instinctively felt felt this. Oh, this is what they call um, you know Christ consciousness. This instinctively the feeling, but there's no thought to attach any labels or to the fact you know it could be the Buddhist oneness, it could be the Hindu Samadhi. It didn't make any difference. It was all the same, same. So from that point of view you know the, the christianity original christianity we're talking about what what they used to do 2000 years ago when they used to knees around each other so to sit in the desert for 40 days starving themselves to so trying to get an experience you know um nothing like to do today but you still get the himalayan gurus who will do that from the, the bed in the tibetan buddhist monks or the hindu himalayan monks doesn't make any difference and the sitters around you know the the towns and the cities and wherever else they are they're doing all these kind of you know things that they might have done two thousand years ago fasting extreme fasting and stuff like that and so um yeah you know so so from that point of view original christianity mystical christianity and um and buddhism and hinduism and whatever else as long as it's got that kind of the mystical connotation of um by mysticism i mean obviously um am trying uh doing the practice for the ex- experiencing god um because it's all practice all that all that stuff the meditation a good example is meditation meditation becomes meditative (laughs) that's the word meditative you're practicing meditation towards being in the present moment which is meditative you actually immersed in it rather than practicing it you know like praying praying for god you're practicing um of uh, of being um, caring towards others and giving, practice for immaterialism, for that time when there's no desire and no want in the present moment, all is fulfilled. It's all practice for towards that. Realize that the same realization of oneness in God. However anybody experiences it, I suppose um, everybody will be it'll be individualized in that respect. You know, nobody, everybody will not experience God the same. God will come. Oh, God is needed and needs to be expressed for their individual problem as they were, you know, a soul in a body and they need to come out of it. To realize and so um you know this this ecstasy this um this oneness just persisted there was no want to try to work everything out everything was just known it was just that omniscience kind of was pervading oh and the the om the 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 amen, the om That all those different cultures the, re- the really, it's really just the um, the translation. You know, has, you'd say a word one way, being in the United States, I'd say a different way, being English Australian. That's really just what it is with Amen, Amin, Om, Om. They're all the same because it could be felt. It could be heard. It's hard to say it could be heard the 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 voice of god the um the vibration of the holy spirit is um, it, it vibrates through the ecstasy like a i suppose it's like a human pair if if a cat purrs and you feel the cat purring and you hear the cat purring it's as if humans do too. And it's the commonality. The, the ex- ecstatic love has got to be, you know, a kind of visual, uh, or would, the order of expression is the vibration of the, um, the Holy spirit vibrating through the universe and creating, um, projecting life, a life force into, into math, into matter, you know, wave and molecule, um, you know, the waves like the Holy Spirit's vibration through the through the whole universe. And you could hear, hear it. And it's quite odd. That I used to go if it if it'd be going into a supermarket that'd walk down the aisle and, and the, the commercial fridges in there have this kind of compressor, complex compressor hum buzz. And it sounds very simple and I, I kind of like wanting to get in tune with it. It's like, I don't know. But it's a lot more complex because I could never, um, you could never fully express that kind of sound in not normally because if you did, you'd be in that oneness, you would, you'd be immersed in oneness. Um, purely unself-centered again, you know, and you've got the Buddhists doing that all the time. You've got the Christian monks chanting, um, are <laughs> doing the same thing. Um, obviously there's a certain amount of them that are realized and they've got all the monks practicing towards realization to so that day when they'll be immersed in the oneness. And, um, but it's much better than what they say it is. That's for sure. You can never express how good it will be because your mind will, 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 will make all these pictures, you know, it makes its little pictures and its thoughts. It. But it will never reach that. It will never reach what it's like until it dissolves, until it dissolves because everybody's mind makes some kind of picture of what Thinks, thinks what God will be or how can the mind that that the soul created in fact, in infancy ever know ever know what when it covers God up it's actually covering God up um in pro- to, to protect awareness and I'll, I'll explain because when when that born again experience happened, and then there was a, in effect a period of 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 no time but obviously it's happening in time because then about 12 18 months it started to feel to to the ecstasy was disappearing the the the, the other thing that was ha- probably best explained if I got time um time anything to say um within the period of ecstasy um Ecstasis, they also call it in like um, kind of Christian term, ecstasis, um, out of body ecstasy. The um, there was psychic understanding. <laughs> there was pure psychic understanding. If if some somebody passed awareness, you could tell about you, hear, hear them because what's happening is their whole their whole body the whole m- body their mind is projecting the, into their body any all the issues or, or everything that they've had since childhood that they've um, described themselves as a mind body to protect themselves is is blatantly obvious this is why in effect you know you know they want to they want to kill christ there, there is no there is no blocking field that the other person's putting out that's 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 instilling any kind of like little fears and stuff that reflect off um awareness passing by it's because there's no filter so so all those so innocent essentially awareness is seeing right through into the soul the child soul that that hid itself from in- infancy and 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 how uh, humans hide themselves is because initially they're, they're the same they're, they're initially infants and if you put an infant in front of a mirror and you put a this called the rouge test if you put a dab of lipstick on their nose do you, and you stand them in front of the mirror they don't they don't touch their nose they touch the dab on the mirror. Yeah, there's nobody there because the somebody, the individual, becomes to begins to form around two years of age or so. You get the terrible twos and all that. Kind of. And yeah, it's a sad thing because the terrible twos is a reflection of, of the suffering of being of a mind body taking control um because it needs to um and initially so that the infant or what we perceive as an infant from from the other side obviously there's nobody there there's only pure awareness and how the pure awareness um relates to the world uh start begins to understand the world is through pure empathy
0: let me ask you this now that time has passed since your experience, how have you changed?
1: the terrible thing is to kind of um, ink being incarnated again you know incarnations happen again so uh, because the mind body incarnates is you know can't if you take the word apart you know can carnate is of the body of the flesh. So um for that so slowly over that 18 months to two years, just like infancy actually. <laughs> um my mind body was reincarnating. but well, my my awareness was reincarnating as my in into in the mind body so that the layers were starting to kind of the old layers were had formed around again. It's hard to explain because they're protective. They're they're, they're kind of pseudo protective, really. Um, once they've gone and then come back again, um, you know those kind of um, fearful habits. But then it's like self forgiveness, you know, because in effect, if you've been self centred and then been and become self centred again, you go well. What, why would I be any different than anybody else? If I'm going to forgive somebody else, why wouldn't I be forgiving of my, my myself? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be kind of hypocritical in a kind of reverse way? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of very confusing. It can be very confusing like, um mentioning that, but that's uh, exactly what it's like. So, so let me ask you. Know, little, you- little, little, little habits of drinking too much coffee and, you know, and I'm um, being aggressive sometimes, and, and it's like, oh, I've just done that. You know, I've just done that. It's like, isn't that silly? It's just like the old me.
0: <laughs> so are you saying coming back to the body is like being reincarnated because your awareness was stripped from the body and you were pure awareness, and now coming back is that reincarnation, even though it's the same body? Yeah.
1: It is reincarnation because incarnation happened as as the infant awareness, and then um, causality happens because you have to experience causality. But that's why we come into the the, the we get a mind body protective mind body um, happens in with causality. So. I'll I'll explain quickly if I can. So the the infant, um, going back to the the infant awareness again, um, feels through pure empathy the world in relation to, obviously it's very, very small world. and the infant, it's just the room, basically, that you're in. And um, so the infant is feeling the world. That's how they're getting ready for incarnation. They're feeling the world um, through pure empathy and the depth of innate intuition intuitive innate intuition is very powerful and it's proved by psychologists that the the infants know how you instinctively know how you're feeling they can recognize facial recognition what gestures features body language it's been proved by psychology just like unself-centeredness of an infant's proved by the test it's already all been done. So it's re- realistic. I'm not talking about anything that's not real. So um, so the infant's feeling through empathic feeling, how it's going to kind of grow up into the world. How, um, it comes with its all innate um, uh, genetic dispositions, traits, character traits, in effect, come to love the world. Because it is love appearing in the world when it's born. And within the first you know two years it's just pure loving feeling it's come to love the world um whether it will reach the fruition fruition of loving the world um, what it came to do you know purpose all its genetic traits and um skills and of, of millions of years of if you were looking from an evolutionary point of view the billions of years of evolution um Know all life's connected through this loving feeling, you know, in effect, and so God and um, so then, so what happens is unlove comes, so duality comes with the feeling of the mistaken feeling of unlove and. uh, I can easily, I can easily explain what that mistaken uh, feeling is about, that misconception, um, because uh, you can do it with separation anxiety. So you've got a parent, and the, so the child is in in the state of present moment, pure awareness, pure empathic feeling. So, but they're aware because they're a little bit open. Their eyes and ears can hear and. And, and stuff. so then the mother leaves the say a mother leaves a room and the and the child starts crying because love is left but there's no time scale because the mind with it's time causality something happened you know a, a, a future based on a past hasn't hasn't occurred. there's then the, the awareness is purely naive. About time. So the mother leaves, the the cries, oh, love's left. In effect, they don't love me. They don't love me. So then something has to arise to love awareness because of the fear that the fear initiates it, which is a separate sense of self must must start to form when. When love is, is left, so, so, so the the, the mind body complex, uh, uh, that you, the self awareness, the self conscious awareness arises in respect to this misconception of unlove. Hmm. So then, all these little mini traumas uh, build a kind of a, a character, build a build the self aware field. So pure awareness hides be, behind, uses, uses the, um, the self-awareness, the self-consciousness as protection um, with causality. This happened. My mum left me. So I'll have to protect myself because it could happen again. So then they could go through the whole life with that little loopy kind of, of, of say, women leaving or some kind of person leaving. And it can... F- carry on in this kind of loop, uh building into really complex behavior. And it's hidden. It gets hidden because it happened so long ago that, you know, it's pure psychology then that, um, you know, people start doing all these avoidance kind of techniques and and stuff and and start to get narcissistic and 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 then the depth of the unconsciousness saying they don't love me. They don't love me. But it's all based on misconception and that's where sin or karma sin comes out of that where people react in relation to that misconception and and the only way around it i mean the, the, all those christian values are um, like forgiveness and um are all based on that you know I'm trying to um uh, forgive the fact that you can't be you can't be to blame but you're definitely responsible because if you're not responsible for them, because um, you're too young to be blamed, um, you, you must be responsible to get out of those, to jump out of the um, self centeredness that comes with um, self awareness that builds off that lie of unlove. Right. It's the duality. You know, you got love and you got unlove, but unlove doesn't exist because unlove. Was proven unreal when pure love becomes a singularity again. When self-awareness disappears, there only is love, and there is no unlove. Unlove doesn't exist. Everything, oh, yeah, everything is um, affirmed as well. You know, you, people say, "Oh, this is positive, that's negative." No, <laughs> in the just experiences in pure awareness, in the state of pure awareness that everything is in a state of perfection and everything is um, affirmed. So there's a third state. There's the egoic state of um, something is bad, something is good, good, evil, um, positive, negative of behavior. And then there's affirmed. Affirmed doesn't uh, mean that um, behavior, say, hurting people, is wrong because it is it is totally wrong from a point of view of of pure because we're coming from a from a a place of unconditional love Do, do that does a person want to live in joy or do they want in suffering
0: would you say that the god father or father god that you're referring to is basically god or source and the mother god is gaia
1: i would say that the source of living, loving light, the heavenly father comes out of the living, loving light. Mm-hmm. It's kind of immersed or permeates the light. Would you say that as, that's as reason? You know, it's reason because if the light was just the light, there would be no logical reason to humanity. They need a reason to unconditionally love.
0: Would you say that that light that permeates, that is the Holy Spirit? Yeah. You spoke about Gaia. Would you say that was Mother God?
1: If you remember, I spoke about uh, Divine Mother in heaven. Um, But how, how I see the Divine Mother now is the Divine Mother is the beauty that we see all around us, you know, in nature, um, the isness, the isness, you know, the matter. So the father's like the wave, um, like in effect, and the mother's like the particle. Well, you know, we see our senses detect mother, and our our deepest can. Recognize father, the deeper reason that connects with mother.
0: When you said that you were being washed in the light, could you also say that the light was healing you?
1: Yes. Um how how the mind body kind of works is um the psychosoma, it's a psychosoma field in effect. Of you know, those mini traumas that end up uh, with causality in your mind. Now, humans can do that. Animals um, animals have a lower sense of that. But humans, we're very, very adept at being able to recognize, uh, project the future based on a past. You, you know, we can complex, complexly um, project the future based on a past. That's why we get so much thing because we're projecting a future. We're going to die. You're going to lose all our money. You're going to lose a house. are going to lose... Uh, instead of residing in the eternal moment, which um, we're all looking to get back to. We all want to remember what the child remembered, but the infant remembered. But we also need to reason that. We need a reason. And God the Father is the reason. So otherwise, there'd just be this... This kind of inch innate intuition, that, oh, yeah, you know, but then it doesn't relate to reality because the mind's twisted it. It's happening a lot lately, especially lately. People are, are kind of reasoning, and they're not reasoning because it's hating or like um, some kind of fear. The fear develops hate groups and, you know, creates groups and labels, and they fear and hate those groups and labels. And, um, But unconditional love doesn't because it's holistic. It's unself-centered and holistic. It's the whole universe, you know, alive with living, loving light. But it it must be reasoned (laughs) at some stage. uh, Even God, in effect, is you know, God is very reasonable.
0: In your opinion, why do we reincarnate or incarnate
1: at all? That's a good question because, I mean, I I didn't realize myself I'm reincarnating into, like some people do, into other lives, experience past lives. Well, in effect, I did. But, you know, generally speaking, like Buddhists, I'm experiencing past lives. I really just experienced reincarnation into the same body, mind, same mind-body complex, but with a difference because I know (laughs) <laughs> a, i am aware of myself being different than i you know myself is aware of i as not who i correct I, you know my awareness created i the, the mind-body complex from infancy, at least from infancy onwards but yeah it could go um i don't doubt that at all jeff that there is very much more to this. I probably just like scratch the surface. You know, if I was a Buddhist monk, Hindu monk, and you know, a Christian, I could be off to heaven on a regular basis. <laughs> you, you hear a group of monks, uh, especially like Hindu monks, uh, doing that kind of thing. And I've even um, listened to them, especially when they're talking about transcending, when they're talking about like entering the black hole, and the mother, father, and coming out of the of the white hole on the other side. Yeah, that kind of... And it's just like, bingo. You know, they're, they're talking the same language. That's why I can understand, like, Eckhart Tolle and um, Rupert Spira, because they talked out like, kind of... At least a, a level of, of unsoul-centeredness and... Um, non-duality at least that level they don't generally talk about the light and um and astral kind of uh issues but um yeah you know they're talking the same language uh, in a different way and more kind of from this, this worldly kind of side they're trying to explain it um but you know you can't realize it from the worldly side you can never you must transcend yourself to um to realize actually realize you know real <laughs> as in opposed to the delusional lifestyles that we live We is you... um i mean you'd, you'd come back to them to an extent but they, you know they're not you you created them and they're where your suffering exists so what do they want suffering or non-suffering it's up to humanity what do they want
0: when you were on the other side were you stripped of your ego and stripped of this illusion of the earth and illusion of i and being here and just reduced down to pure energy
1: or pure awareness that's a that's a really good question because then what i've got to see in my mind's eye or or feel in my mind's eye was what was that look like? I suppose in Come Back is the proof of that, that there's just the pure awareness. And in the background is the buzz, the cosmic buzz is in the background all the time. Hmm. So that's the energy of the light, the energetic vibration of the light. The actual what, what the picture that we're seeing is the play of the light. You know consciousness is is life force in in motion kind of thing but then we get a, we get attached to the fact oh we're, we're that kind of actor in that play rather than the play is being projected from somewhere else beyond the, the separate sense of self because we created it when we were infants onwards so what was what was before you, you know what is before even infancy that I could um I could die? Go to these, this astral to heaven, astral heaven, and then come back to this world and experience all that Buddhist, um, deep Christian, mystical um, realization, you
0: know. Do you think that once you do incarnate, it can become like a trap because we get attached yeah. to this realm?
1: Totally. And that's the warning in the Bible, isn't it, you know? Beware of the flesh, kind of. Um, um, don't get it. Don't get attached. Well, you, you have to for causality, you know. Um, you have to experience the fact that once, say, your mother's gone, she's going to come back. Because <laughs> awareness is wonderfully naive in that love, because it's so lovingly attached to. Uh, but really, the love comes from. Doesn't come from. The the motherly love in you no know, mother and never not motherly love or any kind of earthly love, love, but the unconditionally love love of God, is permeating through every every bit of conscious awareness. Uh, we see it because the mind's in the way, you know, and that that when when being totally unself centered and coming back could see the you know. The, the bright silver light around all life and everything looked just illuminated and alive and fresh and, and brand new, as the Buddhas say, brand new it was. to so, you know, when you, what do they say? You come back, I think it was I'm trying to remember the, uh, it wasn't Oscar Wilde, somebody else, that we come back to the same place and recognize it for the first time. Yeah, it's that. Huh? same thing. So you can you can always as in being kind of realizing is you can always recognise it when you when you hear it or, or read it. Yeah. You know. You know there's a recognition that somebody's realised. You know, like the grain of, of world a world in the grain of sound. That kind of thing. The poetry. Perhaps but you can you can hear it from monks sometimes, you know, roomy people like that, they're just writing poetry because it's a romance. The whole of um you know prose, our language becomes romance when it's been illuminated, when it's been knowingly illuminated. <laughs> um starts to talk in poetic terms rather than everyday language that we normally use
0: when you were on the other side did it seem more real than here and being here as the dream
1: in, in initially coming back it is very much like that it is very powerfully there's there's because of it, there's there's no fear to die in the moment. You're, you're in effect dead to the world and alive in heaven on earth you're actually truly alive. And so um and that I know I know I know for sure that can be experienced again. And some beings are walking this earth, walking um, that are like that permanently. Definitely. You know, the um the masters. Because I yeah, I've at least seen one <laughs> in my lifetime
0: after watching this podcast people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or chat with you are you open to that
1: yeah that's a that's a possibility um jeff obviously it there's always is going to be this problem that people will misinterpret what i'm saying especially uh if they misinterpret it as an egoic message and um Rather, I'm just expressing exactly what happened um, as, you know, a messenger. So I suppose I'm going to, in that respect, have to take good with a bad, because there is no bad. But, um, yeah, if they want to reach out to me, I suppose the best way, yeah, if they can contact me through messenger, that would probably be good.
0: Well, before we finish up, can you give us one last positive message?
1: Ah, you just said that word, Jeff. positive and negative. there, there is no positive and negative just as there isn't really time. They're all, all constant. So the me- this is this message is going to be mainly aimed at Christians right that um, they need to get back to their roots. because they've left their roots behind um the, the practice is not very much um physical practice because you know you get these psychologists too it's like a religion in fact too that they'll, they'll talk about all these kind of you know human issues and whatever and sound really but you can tell they haven't realized that's same with psychologists they need to um get back to practically their roots you go and meditate i suppose you've got to uh like i was doing rebirthing you know you've got to um, contact your spirit um but if you want to call it your spirit you've got to come contact that um your inner self uh to get to god to you know god realize because they're they're saying live in faith why would you want to live in faith when you can live in realization? You know? Faith because it's all absolutes on the other on the other side. it's all absolutes everything is absolute. so like I said there's a af- pure affirmation everything is affirmed. Um Faith is certainty. there is no faith. the, the ultimate point of faith is certainty. Why would you not want to be certain about God? You know, why would you live in this faith um, only, only to the view of practicing for realization, for certainty? <laughs> it's like uh, practicing love. You're practicing love uh, to realize unconditional love, in unpure, unself-centeredness, and that's the joy, the ecstasy of liberation. So, salve patient because it's self meaning ultimate healing from your psychosoma from your from your mind body complex once you leave it there is no suffering in uh you know returning to the present moment it's just that's end times end time you you see your world starting to collapse the world that you're taking it to the extremes where everybody's against each other Separated, am trying to not uh, kill each other. But really, what that is is a battle, your own battle. It's a battle within yourself. It's your own Armageddon. It's your own personal personality apocalypse. You're going to die, essentially, um, at the ultimate extreme, like happens with my, you know, with myself, where it just gets really out of hand. The duality is just totally, totally, and that's when it's going to, it can happen when that suffering is so extreme that you don't want to live anymore. The end of the world's coming in your mind, your mind's creating the end of the world. And then you forced in effect to let go and you're taken. That's what they call end times. It's just Buddhism. You know, it's returning to the eternal moment or else would the end time, be? then it, if you, you know, if it's in effect like practical, it's going to be when you're lost in the eternal lost you're, you're immersed in the eternal moment, in the present, in the wonderful ecstatic present. That's why they call it a present, you know. That's what he says, isn't it? That's why they call it present. It could be an artist doing their passion, you know. It can be a mechanic fixing a car. Uh, you know, they're painting the house, <laughs> and oh, this is, and then you're lost, immersed. There is nobody else or anything. It's just the wall being painted. There's just the engine being fixed. That's where salvation is.
0: Thank you for being my guest. I really appreciate you, and I wish you a great rest of your day over there.
1: It's been a pleasure, mate. The Jeff Mara
0: Podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the Join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.